Hey, you're listening to episode 41 of the Jazz Violin Podcast, and today I'm chatting with Ben Holder. Thanks for joining me today, guys. It's nice to talk at you once again. I'm going to talk about Patreon first. For those of you who listen to this often, this is going to be an absolute classic for you. But here we go. Patreon is a way that you, the listener, can support me, the content creator, uh, with as little or as much uh, as you want every month. You give me a little bit of money every month through Patreon, and uh, it helps me keep the podcast running etc etc it's also a place that you can get involved with my jazz violin practice club the jazz violin practice club is a place where people can tune in to my practice regime or a small part of my practice regime we practice together so i'll show you a a exercise and a new technique that i think will help you uh, navigate the language of jazz and come out with things that hopefully you never would have thought to come out with in your improvisations we meet up twice a week at the moment on zoom it's a lot of fun and you can sign up via my patreon which is patreon.com forward slash matt holborn okay we're done with the hard sell it's boring i know most of you are just here to listen to me talking to my illustrious guest today's guest is ben holder Ben is a UK-based violinist, another UK-based violinist. We uh, we populate the same little circles. I remember a long time ago, you know, looking around on the internet to see who else plays jazz violin in the UK and finding Ben and being like, oh God, listen to this guy because he's an absolute monster, amazing player and uh, has played with some amazing musicians. So what's interesting is obviously We've only really met a couple of times because we populate the same little world in a way. And we do a pretty similar thing, you know, jazz violin. So we never be booked on the same gig, so we never see each other. So it's really nice to get a bit of a chat with Ben, you know, and find out what makes him tick. Find out, you know, how he got into playing and I guess just what he thinks about music. So it's real nice. I hope you enjoy. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Cool. Thanks so much for um, doing this. Pleasure. Pleasure. What do you want to know? Jazz violin. Uh, I want to know what you hate the most about jazz violin. No, I don't know. Oh, my God. Is that question one? Jesus. (laughs) That's like my go-to joke question. Um, (laughs) I I don't hate anything about it. You don't? There that's amazing well done <laughs> you've been here for long enough and you, and you that, don't hate anything that's about my it. diplomatic answer yeah well you don't have to be <laughs> diplomatic um you can say whatever you want and 
no one will no no one will be angry. I don't think. No, but yes, yeah, anyway, thanks so much. Thanks for doing it, and it's been ages. I've, I wanted to do one with you for ages. And the thing is, is ages ago, I remember I spoke to you, and I was like, it was when I was first doing these podcasts. Yeah. I said, "Hey, when are you next in London?" And that that was back in the day before we did this Zoom thing, before Zoom felt like it was okay to yeah. do. And I was dead set on doing it in person. But now, oh my god, now like times have changed. Yeah. It's weird. I really was like, no, I'm, I'm I obviously, it wasn't even, and I just didn't even think of doing it on Zoom at the, at yeah. the beginning. I remember We've feeling, learned a lot in the last year, haven't we? Bloody hell. Definitely. Technology. And I mean, I wouldn't have known how to even plug in a mic into the computer this time last year. Well, maybe this time last year, but a year and a half ago, God, I'd, I mean, I, I've got to say, if there's a positive to it all, I've learned a lot of um, technology and stuff. Wow. Especially doing the live streams. You know, I was doing live streams with Soph and stuff. And um like, you know, using um using technology into the into OBS and all that kind of thing. Oh well, wow. so you it, actually went you went hardcore then. Because that's that's hardcore OBS. Yeah, I, I kind of, I went kind of half hardcore because okay. I've I, we started off with a phone, which is cool because phones are great, aren't they now? Um and then I thought, well, we're going to be at this for a while, so I better learn a little bit, and so I plug all these things in, and I I had a bit of the kit anyway, which was lucky, and then um, and then I then I went off to do a, f- a few live streams with other people. I did one with um, a chap called Pete Long, who who you might have uh, heard of, clarinet player, and uh, I turned up to his one, and bearing in mind like my one was with a little mixing desk and we were still using a phone and a little cheap camera and stuff and then we turned up to his and he had like a proper tv crew that's what it felt like and it was like next level it made it made me realize that actually you know i'm I'm not quite uh as hardcore with it as i thought i mean they their, their camera stands were more expensive than my camera so it was like and they had three or four so some people did it like mega hardcore proper, which is which is amazing because it's just like watching TV, isn't it? When you do it properly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I am impressed with people who got into OBS because I, I mean, saying that I didn't really do any live stream gigs. Uh, I did one, and I just and I and yeah, I I don't know why yeah, I, didn't, I didn't do it. It's um it's tricky and also as well because it you got especially for violin you, you've got to get that right sound haven't you and it it's not easy over live stream because it can sound really tinny and stuff like that yeah. so I I put quite a bit of effort into you know researching um you know how to make it sound the best and that kind of and I I I did a few gigs where I just played into a mic and that was kind of fine but. Yeah, had a few little issues, and and like I say, the sound wasn't amazing. Then yeah. I tried, and then I went through the AER because they've got a nice preamp, haven't they, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I tried a few different things, but it's all about getting that good sound, isn't it, on live stream? Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing uh, like having a bad sound for that. Yeah, is it is it like the main thing is good sound? If you've got sort of okay video, that's okay. But yeah. if sounds the main thing, right? Yeah, yeah, for, I I I'd say for definitely. I mean. I, I did it bit by bit, really. I I um I started off like I say with a phone, and we just went on Facebook. I'm pretty sure the first one I did as well because I was so shit at it. Can I swear? Can I yeah. say, say that yeah. one? And um, I, li- I literally had my phone like that way round. 
So it was, um, it was like, I, that's how little. And then my little sister was like, you know, you can uh, flip your phone on the side. And then, so little by little, I learned little bits every time. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and then hopefully it kind of sounded off. off like, hey, yeah, look who it is. Look, do you want to be on camera? Do you want to be on camera? It's in a dressing gown. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. We just got a lovely cup of tea. Nice. Thank you very much. My, my lovely nice. pregnant wife. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Cheers, man. So is this going to be on video as well then? Um, or is it just audio? Well, I, I only put the video up um, for people who subscribe to me on Patreon. Oh, um, uh, okay. And which so yeah, the re- but the 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 main thing with this is is audio. It's I've, yeah. I've never really wanted to go too far into the video saying maybe it's cuz maybe it's cuz I'm lazy. <laughs> if you, if I I feel like if I was to make it a video saying I'd want it to I don't know. Yeah. It's in yeah. in general it's an audio thing. It, yeah, it's to be. listen to, isn't it? Yeah, I I must listen to some cuz you've had some of the big boys on, haven't you? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've tried to have some big boys on. I was bigger a few months ago. I was 18 and a half stone a few months ago. Oh, really? At the end of lockdown, yeah. Really? True. Wow. Yeah. What, if a couple of months ago you were 18 and a half stone? Um, I was, um, yeah, back in March it was, yeah. So did you, and then, you, are you, do you find it easy or, or, or difficult to lose and put on weight? I know this I, I've never tried before, March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we can probably tie it in to being fairly useful, I guess. Um, yeah. Like, you know, for, for fitness levels. Yeah. Especially, you know, I'm fairly energetic at the gigs and stuff. So yeah. I guess you, you've got to have a some level of fitness. But um, yeah, I, yeah, so lockdown did, did the, the drinking. It's a did classic. The, the eating, the, cl- the classic. It's a classic. <laughs> the alcohol consumption. Yeah. And, um, and then I, yeah, I got to March and I thought I'd, I'd like to leave the lockdown kind of with, like with a positive do you know yeah. what I mean because it, it, it I think if I'd have left it and kind of got bigger and more unhealthy and all this kind of thing and 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 and, and to tie that in with with the violin um one of my other um goals was to practice more classical music hmm. so I wanted to leave the lockdown with something to show for yeah. it so as well as like you know lost I, I lost about three and a half stone you do so look far. good man Oh, cheer, cheers, man! I've still I've got a big fat face, haven't I? Nah. But um, nah. but but it's it's nice. Like I say, it's it's cool at the gigs. I think um, I'm, I've I've noticed that there is a definite uh, more, there's definitely more energy, you know, from from me on stage. I'm, I'm less out of breath, and that are the obvious things. That's interesting, yeah. Um, so so that's definitely a positive for it. Um, but um, yeah, the on on the other side of thing, leaving with a positive, yeah, I. I I wanted to come out having um, learned new things, you know. I didn't want to learn. Man, well, I I I guess I I kind of learned um well, I went back to my classical roots and I and I was looking at um the Mendelssohn uh, violin concerto oh, nice. that that's that's a beautiful um thing. It's hard, you know, and it's a challenge and and it and and you can almost see it like an exercise, you know. Because um, although it's a beautiful piece, like there are elements in it which you can take these little elements and, and kind of use them as little exercises, little runs, you know, and that kind of almost scale-like type thing. Mm. Um, and so I kind of set myself those challenges. I, I, I was looking at the Bark um, Partita. Oh, yeah, which number one? Three. Number three, specifically. I was just looking at that. 
I've been looking yeah, at it as well, it, actually. Number three. Yeah, it, it's amazing, actually. I've got and, it um, here, actually. Oh, know. amazing, man. Number three, okay. What key is it yeah. in? It's in E. e. <laughs> Sounds like a jazz gig, doesn't it? Number three, what, what key is it in? <laughs> yeah, it's Which in the real in book, e? I think. Oh, right, okay. That's the one. Mm. Chords are in the I real. Uh, on the <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's amazing, and, and and I just thought from from that point of view, um, looking at you know something different to jazz. Um, I think you know whenever, and I, I've done little videos about this before. You you might have seen the the couple of ones I did on on YouTube. I like I really to take. Oh, cheer. I haven't done any for ages. I, you know, now now we're back to gigs and so. And I've got a dog and a little baby on the way and stuff. <laughs> but um, I will. I, I I've just got to think of any any other little silly bits of advice I've got. Yeah. But um, essentially, yeah, I, I like to take things outside of uh, what what I do. Like to take things outside of jazz and then incorporate them into the jazz. That's kind of um, what I you know. I, I guess we all try and do that a bit, don't we? Yeah. Um but yeah, so classical classical music is uh is is amazing and and it's it's funny as well because when um kids and you know parents and stuff come up to you after gigs sometimes they're like oh little little Timmy plays the violin what advice have you got? And I always find myself saying the things I used to hate people saying to me which was unfortunately scales and arpeggios yeah. are probably the most useful thing you know you can you can ever do as much as we don't like to do them and I certainly hate them. They have their uses, don't they? I was a bad practicer when I was when I was really young. Yeah, I've seen an, some videos of you when you were a kid. I, I think we're in a different league in terms, certainly in that way, because I was I was not a very good violinist when I was younger. I wasn't really. I sort of started to really practice when I started playing jazz. But it's interesting to hear. Did you you didn't like practicing? scales and stuff when you were younger first of all just uh from what you were saying you know you you said you didn't think you were th that great you know growing up and stuff like we i i feel like that as well you know um i certainly feel like people say you know why why didn't why did you stop doing classical because i did i did grade up to grade seven that that video on on uh, youtube was was when i was 11 and that was grade seven yeah so that was kind of after I'd done my grade, and that was that was kind of where I ended because that was the crossover into jazz. Then I, I kind of joined the school jazz band and and moved on. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I I always say like you know the reason I didn't do classical kind of properly, if you like, um, was because I wasn't good enough. You know, but I, I guess yeah. we all feel a bit like that. Yeah, don't we? yeah. Um, you know, you you you're your own worst critic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm fairly honest about it. Like. You know that the classical world is. I mean, there is. I mean, God, you you only have to watch like the Yehudi Menuhin uh, violin con competition. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I yeah. I love it. I I, you know, I think. Um, you know, I almost I think I appreciate classical uh, violin a bit more. I guess because I don't do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Very often, so I do a lot of jazz, and I hear, but. But when I see these unbelievable classical violin no, players doing things I could never do, yeah, man, it, I I just I love it. I think it's amazing. It, it makes you feel makes you feel um, not so good, you know. Yeah. But um, like about you know, it makes you feel. Uh, I I guess like you want to practice, but um, yeah, totally does you know, get you on. I I always makes me want to practice. And you said that you quit classical music because you felt you weren't good enough, and that actually 
makes me think that maybe you were a good student, but you just had, I don't know, you just felt like you didn't want to do classical music. Is that right? Or You know what? You'd probably be surprised how many people uh, feel in the same way, you know, because a lot of what you're saying, you know, I certainly felt the same way. I don't think I was a very good student. I don't think I was a very good practicer. <clears throat> um, certainly uh, my practice wasn't very... Um, productive yeah. you know what but maybe that helped with with playing jazz because you know i would i would stand there and look at my exercises or or scales or a piece of music or whatever and i'd maybe add little bits to it or yeah. i'd do these kind of runs you know i'd i'd just add to it and and um kind of try and make things a bit more interesting for me uh, in in in, the, in that respect of practice but but obviously when you're trying to learn a bit of bark or whatever you need to really play what's there you know yeah. but so so that was definitely i think uh, the first thing yeah i wasn't um i wasn't a very good student i was a very good practicer um and classical music like like i said because because of those things and also because of my my concentration is very sorry can you hear a buzzing like a beeping uh, is that coming very through? faintly yeah okay it's all right. There's some uh, there's some builders and stuff. No worries. But, um, no, don't worry. Yeah, as long as it's not being picked up. But yeah, so so I think from uh, the classical point of view, my my personality probably didn't suit classical music, and still yeah. it still doesn't really. Yeah. Um, because I don't have that concentration. Yeah. Um, and and you know, to be honest with you, when I started playing jazz which was in the school jazz band. This was where I first kind of joined, you know, a violin player with all these clarinet and sax and all these different instruments. And um, it was a bit different to usual, but that's when I realized like, A, I like the songs. I really started, you know, really, uh, just really loving what I heard, you know, and that's important, isn't it? You've got to enjoy Definitely, what you're playing. Yeah. Um, so I was really loving all these different, these songs. And then the more I look, the more I got into um, improvising as well. I found it really liberating. I found it really, you know, this was uh, this was allowed. You know, you can you can make up stuff and you can add notes and do whatever you want. And there's no wrong notes. Brilliant, you know, yeah. cool. I had my fair share of wrong notes. But um, so yeah, I really um, I really moved to jazz because I think. I I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed the freedom of improvising, and um, and it, yeah, it, it, for me, it suited my personality. You know, um, that kind of erratic depends who you ask. Hyper, energetic, call it what you want, but essentially, it's pretty good for that. And you know, like I say, it kind of went from there from when I was about. 12, 13, started with Grappelli, of course. Yeah. And, um, and, then I, and then I started listening to more like um, other instruments, like Benny Goodman. It's no, it's no secret for, from my point of view that I am, um, and I probably said this myself on YouTube videos as well, I love other instruments probably more than the violin. You know, I love the clarinet, like I say. And I play a lot with clarinet players for that reason, you know. Um, piano, love Oscar Peterson, you know, people like that. Um, I love, uh, I love obviously guitar, you know, 
Django and all that. But yeah, so I, I try and take from those as well. Um, Stefan Grappelli was a massive influence, definitely, and I, and I love him. Um, but there's a bit of Grappelli, but there's a bit of Goodman, there's a bit of Peterson, and I try, you, like I said, I try and combine a lot of other things into it. I guess, I guess we all do, don't we? Yeah, you can definitely hear that in your playing, actually, and that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard you say that specifically. You know, it's basically Grappelli, Goodman, and Oscar Peterson, and that does sound yeah, like you. Pretty much, yeah. definitely. That's a, <laughs> it's an interesting, yeah, interesting combination. Cool. I, combination. I, yeah, I think almost. Um, I, I think maybe I, 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 I would like to play the clarinet. I think that's kind of what it all comes <laughs> from. I love, I love. Um, the clarinet, you know, and there are some amazing guys out there doing that, isn't there? Um, you know, I play a lot with Julian Stringle. And, nice, um, yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, you know, I've done a gig, I've done a couple of gigs with Ken Poplowski. Yeah. And um, man, like, and then and then you can listen to what they do and then you can think, oh, I wonder if that'll work on the violin, you know? Yeah. And uh, then it, it kind of, kind of does, I think, in a way, you know, listening to those, those clarinet style licks and those real shrill kind of I, I love the, the you know those real shrill high notes that they hold and that can work quite well on violin as well you know you've got to go around it a different way but yeah I, I agree so, with you yeah. and that's interesting how when you say you've got to go around it a different way what do you mean by that well I, I okay um I I don't think you can just play uh you the note you can't just go okay. Okay, let's say you're in B flat. Okay, I'm gonna hit a um, I'm gonna hit a, a D flat right to get that flat and third right. I'm gonna hit that nice. I, I think if you just were to hit that, I think you've got to bend it in a in a slight way, like like a clarinet player would put more air into it and and make it kind of bend. I think you have to kind of just bend it, not slide um, into it. Although you might want to slide as well, but just bend that note and and create that shape of uh of of what a clarinet might do so it sounds jazzy does that make sense yeah do you know what, what i mean instead of just playing the note you know give it yeah. that power yeah so you do think a lot about um sort of like how you play your notes like just as much about that as you do what you're playing um i uh, do, do you mean oh i see what you're saying um yeah yeah i um I, I I definitely do more and more, you know, as as I get older. <laughs> I, I know I say I do. I do feel like I'm getting older. I feel like an adult now. I know. You um, mean. Well, you're going to have a kid, so that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Pr proper adult things now. Yeah. I've got a car and everything. Oh, nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I guess as time goes on, um, I, I'm I'm looking more. Whereas maybe ten years ago, it was about getting as many notes in as possible, um, I, you know. And, and I think as well, the more people I play with, that inspires me to um, to think more about, you know, other things other than just, just loads of notes, you know. Because I hear them do it and I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, you, you know, you can, you, you can kind of take that inspiration. But, um, yeah, like I, like I say... Um, the shape of uh, things like dynamics and how you, how you play a note, just a single note, you know, I I, I think um, it really makes a difference for for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
look, look, when you're playing a ballad, you know, you don't want to mm. be all heavy handed about it, do you? You want to you want to be light. And and, and one of the, the things I, I've mentioned as well um, before on, on other things is that, you know, the way you hold the bow, you know, it's it can it can add um, it can add color. You can add texture. Um, I, I've I've mentioned about it, you know there's like a breathy sax, isn't there for you know for sax players obviously, and you can almost create that kind of breathy violin sound, you know, and and just little things like that. And I think I don't know. And also like you know you can you can have those real times where you're digging in. Great. You can have those times where it's really sweet and beautiful at the top, and and those things. I think really add to uh, to a show. I think because it makes it quite interesting, quite ver varied and var like a full var a variety of sounds for people listening, um, and makes you feel feel quite nice as well. You know, because you you got to make yourself happy, aren't you? As well. I agree. I think that jazz musicians, I know for myself, can often. I think if you're not, let me try and put it not nervous but if you're like tense then all that stuff sometimes gets forgotten i don't know if you're ever tense when you play but oh, i know i have been tense or sometimes actually coming back to playing recently in front of people i'm sort yeah. of coming back and i'm sort of like i've found myself a couple of times like practicing in front of the audience yeah, yeah. I'm like oh, wait a minute this is not what you used to do and this is actually you know this is not what it is and I find that that's when I forget about things like, like all the things you're saying, which is like, you know, you're basically your textural things and sort of like the music, like it's sort of like the rest of the music other than the note choice, you know, and the note. And I think that sometimes if we've not been, if we're not used to performing, we get on stage and we're just like, right, it's my job to choose some really good notes now. And it's like that's not your that's not your job. You, that's like a real small part of your job that you shouldn't really be thinking about. It should just come, and you should be, yeah. you know, it should all just be put together into this thing. Like you're saying, you know, what? How does each note sound? What is each? You know, why are you playing each note, and what are you feeling yeah. and stuff? You know, I know what you mean. Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, especially. Uh coming back you know out of the lockdown to, to playing in front of people yeah definitely felt incredibly tense Al yeah. almost as if I'd forgotten like the feeling of uh, of, of doing it you know yeah. but I guess that's just because we, we haven't done it yeah you know but um but yeah and so straight away I, I do think that they're all important all of these things the choice of notes I think is very important personally and um, I, uh, I, I do like to, um, I do like to consider, and especially coming back into it from no gigs. Yeah. But the thing is, is I always thought, you know, you can practice as much as you want. You do all these scales and arpeggios and get, or, or you know, find these licks that you want to play. Oh, I'll get that in, you know, all this. And um, you, it doesn't matter how much I, I think you do alone, when you're on stage with a band in front of an audience, um, that it's completely different. It's it can almost different. all go away. It, all, that that, and it's funny you said. You know, I find myself practicing in front of uh, in front of the audience. But but you 
but you do. And, I, and actually, I think it's probably a good thing. I think it's, a, yeah. I, I do it, I do it as well. You know, I'm kind of practicing licks in front of people, yeah. you know, um, just trying them out and just, because that's the only way to really practice for that situation. That's true. I, I think, I don't think there's any other thing you can do that is, that prepares you. The only way is to do it in front of people. And, and it's amazing. It's amazing practice. And, and that's why, you know, I'm very grateful for, these early um, days of going when I was 15, 16, going to these jam sessions, you know, and um, this is why, why that they're so important because they are better practice, you know, playing with lots of other musicians, going to jam sessions and, um, and, and doing little gigs, you know, that prepare you for, and, and are good practice for, for playing in front of big audiences or whatever. Because that's the only way I, I think of of practicing and preparing for that. Mm. Sounds kind of obvious, doesn't it? How do you practice and prepare for playing in front of an audience? Play in front of an audience, you know. No, it's a good but, point. Um, it's a very good point. I, I definitely yeah. agree with you, and I don't think it's yeah. And it is one of these things that sounds very obvious, and people are like yeah, 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 fair enough. But I'm just going to practice, and then hopefully yeah. it'll be fine when I get to the gig. But actually, yeah, yeah you do have to see it as practice as well, because it's always you always it's, it's, so often I've like sat and worked on something that I think you know is going to be great as part of my like lick repertoire or whatever and then I try it out and it just doesn't work in in real yeah. in the real world and I don't know why and then so but or, or but maybe a version of it will work yeah you know yeah, maybe yeah. it'll fit into my playing in a different way and it's like you just have to accept that you can't yeah. like you can't do anything other than just accept that sometimes Exactly, exactly. Something that will work by yourself at home, like you say, it, you you might do it on the gig and think, well, that that was that was rubbish, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then and then you at that gig, you might mess around with it again and find, like you say, how it does fit. But yeah. that's that's how you find out because you you're at a gig and it you know you've kind of got to be there to to find out, haven't you? That's true. But but it's true, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely was, um, yeah, def definitely tense. But um, all of these textures as well, uh, as well as the notes, the notes, the notes for me are are incredibly important, as well as what you do with the notes and how you make them sound. I think it's all as important. Yeah. Um, and like I say, you find out more when you're on gigs yeah. what works and what doesn't. You know. Yeah. Um, did you, yeah, I, did you study? Do you do you studied jazz, didn't you? Did you go to like a jazz course? Now, now you're digging. <laughs> um, the um, the truth is, yeah. So I, like I said, I wasn't a very good student. <laughs> Bear in mind, neither my... like I'm also I'm 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 with you, so don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nev I've never been a good student. Well, this is the this is the thing. So I um, so I did like, a quick a quick run through, right? Right. Can you hear me all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've moved further away. Getting <laughs> um, so started off when I was, um, I, I, I mean, mo mom says five. I, I think six. But hey, well, I'll go with mom because she, she would know. I always guess. go with mom. But, yeah. So five uh, st started with classical music. Like I said, did, did uh, seven grades. Um, um, it was about 11. Yeah, it was when I was on the thing. And then 
Then I joined the jazz. I started looking at, I was working towards my grade eight as well. Yeah. It was like, there was a bit of a crossover. There was a crossover point. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the crossover was obviously in favor of jazz. 12, 13, heard Grappelli, liked it, you know, was enjoying playing the jazz at the school. And then uh, eventually I, I met a gentleman called Bill. It was Bill and Ben, true. And uh, he was a, a great mentor um, for me. You know, we used to go around, he used to have a little recording set up. We used to record stuff. That was really fun, you know, back, back in the day. <clears throat> and, um, and, you know, we just, used to, we just used to sit there playing songs, learning songs. That was really good. Really massive help, actually. Um, but um, then kind of moving on from there. So I, I, I used to go to the Birmingham Conservatoire for my classical music it was a sat every saturday for a full day of uh lessons um orchestras string quartets all, all things right it was, it was great looking back it you know, amazing experience um i probably appreciate it more now to be honest you know yeah it's one of those it's, it's one of those things but um so that was that was classical and then eventually that like i say the crossover came and I, you know, they kind of realized that as well. So that's when I, they, they said, oh, well, why don't you do the jazz bits at the, at the conservatoire? So that's what I did. I started sitting in on, on those. And then I ended up going to uni there for, <clears throat> for, for jazz. I didn't, I, di I didn't see it through. I, I did the first year. And then, um, but the, the, the thing was at the time was I was kind of doing little gigs as well, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think for me, I, I kind of felt I'm, I'm at uni to, to learn jazz and get gigs, but I'm, I'm getting gigs. Yeah. So, you know, and I thought, well, why don't I put my effort into getting more gigs and doing yeah. more gigs and playing with more people and networking with musicians all over the, the country, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's just what I thought. So 18 years old, naive kind of, left all that and went off on my own you know and um yeah and that and that's essentially what happened from there but like I say that all stems from uh, my my uh, want to go out and and experience all these things in real life I'm not a very good student I'm not a very good practicer I don't I don't just want to sit there and uh, sit in my own house and play to myself I want to go out and play to people and with lots of other people you know yeah so that's kind of what what drove that well that's interesting and, i mean I, I didn't know that you'd that you'd gone that you'd not stayed i thought you'd that you'd no that you'd well there. funnily um i i play with still play with a, a couple of the guys who uh who i went there with a guy called tom moore oh yeah i know tom moore, base, yeah. yeah and uh and i met him at, at the oh, nice. Birmingham Conservatory. yeah and he did the full for you. He's a clever, clever jazz musician. Here. <laughs> um, but he, we call him Dr. Jazz because he, he did the full four years. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I didn't. So. But you. then it makes me feel better because people tell me that Miles Davis dropped out as well. So that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he dropped, out, dropped out Juilliard, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not for everybody. I, 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 did, uh, I studied in Leeds and definitely by the end I was like, Get me out of here, you know. This is. Did you do the whole thing? Yeah, I did do the whole thing, but it's only three years. It, Commitment, <laughs> see. But it That's is. Nice. It is. It, it isn't. For, I don't think it is that 
I don't think it's that great studying jazz. It's weird. It's good to get good stuff out of it. I needed it because I needed like, I needed some information. Maybe that's what I, that's what I needed. I needed some like, look, you know, this is how some of this stuff works or this yeah. is how you could, you know, intellectualize some of how some of this stuff works. But, and it, I guess it was good for me to meet people. Like, like you said, it, it helped you do. Yeah. And it was good for me to, to just have a focus, a reason to, to sort of, to work, to practice and, and et cetera, et cetera. But it is, yeah. it is weird. And, you know, I remember getting there and it, they skip so much, they skip so much music, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not trying to be mean to Leeds College of Music. And if you're... It's the same, if, same, if, same. If you're um, listening and you, and you work for Leeds College of Music, you know, don't take this the wrong way. But I do think that there's a lot of music that gets skipped. We, like, they skip most of anything before bebop and in our first year we didn't even start with bebop we started the first in my first year we were analyzing uh analyzing mike stern tracks (laughs) and and that was like okay i don't even know that is (laughs) oh uh, just a guitarist who plays with like loads of effects he played with miles right but so start yeah, start in the eighties for, for yeah, the <laughs> go straight into the eighties, and then in second year we started looking at bebop language. I was like, okay. I guess so, but it's like we didn't, you know, there was no, there was maybe talk of Louis Armstrong in like a history class. You know, that's that's really that's really uh, funny because that's the same for me. Was the I, I you know especially as a violin player, you know, generally speaking. You starting with Venuti, Grappelli, Stuff Smith, yeah. you know, and there wasn't there wasn't any of that. Like, and and maybe it's just just because we're violin players. Maybe that's because there was only one, and it was me. Or I think there was another someone in in like the upper years. But essentially, when there's not so many, I guess they focus on the majority of you know maybe sax and and that yeah. kind of thing and, and what what most people want to play yeah. problem was was for me was i wanted to play honeysuckle rose and uh you know uh i can't give you anything but love and all these old jazz if you like really old you know like from the 20s and 30s yeah and uh and do you know that is the one thing i will say is i am a big believer in starting or at least looking at as far back as you can yeah you know and and maybe it comes from being a classical player maybe because i think it's the foundations isn't it of your playing and without so even if you take jazz right i think you you've got to kind of have that basis if you can if you can get the basics if you can play a blues Okay, Uh, or if you can play a a really good rhythm changes, just basic stuff. It doesn't have to be crazy uh, chords and stuff. It just has to be the basic stuff. Like I, I must admit, there are people um, that I've met who can't or struggle to play a blues and a rhythm changes, and that for me is like the base the the absolute this is just what you know you you should have this as a foundation yeah to to everything on top of it and i and i definitely found that um 
what happened for me at Birmingham was it started too late. Yeah. It, like the, with the like what you were saying with the uh, the music and the, and the styles, and it's you know I if you look at everything, fantastic. But if you kind of just look at anything post sixties, yeah, then I think you're missing all of that pre that kind of pre sixties that early foundation of jazz. Um, yeah, like in your playing. I agree. I mean, I do think. I mean, I have loads of. I don't know. Talk to a lot of people about this, but not on here actually. But I do think it might be to do with the fact that we're British slash European, and we don't have that historical connection to the music as much. So, if you're in America, right, and you're like, I don't know, you're like, okay, where's jazz come from? They say it comes from America, and you go you're instantly like proud, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, where like, where exactly in America? And they say, okay, here. It came from here. It came from you know, New Orleans or it came from, yeah. then it came from here. It came from Chicago. Then it came from New York. You're like, you're proud. You want to go there. And like, then you know, you, like some of your friends live there or some of your friends are from there. Or you've walked past the statue of Louis Armstrong before when you were on holiday. And and it's part of your and and the yeah. songs are your and all those old songs are like your folk songs in in a, in a way as well. Yeah. And it's part of your life. And and if you go to learn jazz, you're gonna at least have respect and an admire and admiration for all all that stuff that's come before you. But for us, it's quite an abstract thing. We start we talk about. We talk about jazz. We're like, cool. What is jazz? And and and, and it just become. And if you're studying it at university, we're big, we're going to be like, well, you know, like we. If I want to study this at the university, it's got to be complicated. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got to go. We've got to find the complicated stuff. And I think that's what it is in a way. That's me, like really, really in like an in, in, in like an idiot. I'm boiling it down. And I, I just think that's a bit of a shame. I that, think that's well, a that's shame. that's cool. I just think the first thing to do is make sure before you kind of move on to that, make sure everyone can, uh, you know, can handle a simple blues. And yeah. a simple, just make sure that's cool. You know, if you can do that, we'll move on. You know, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But you probably want to make sure uh, first because um, I, I guess if you look at it this way, it's kind of like the way I see it is, Someone loves Miles Davis. They hear Miles Davis. They're a massive Miles Davis fan, right? Um, and they just go, that's what I want to do. I just want to yeah. play like Miles Davis, right? Um, or John Coltrane or whatever. And, um, and then just going, jumping straight into that style and world, yeah? And in a comparison to the classical world, I mean, that would be like someone going... Okay, I, I really love Tchaikovsky. Right, I, I, okay, that's it. I'm just going to jump straight into the Tchaikovsky yeah. violin concerto. Yeah, yeah. That's it, because that's what I want to do. Yeah, but yeah. in reality, you've got to start with grade one, you know, and then work your way up. And it's the same, I, I think, for jazz, you know. But, but also, I, I, I'm definitely one of those who, I don't think, I don't think the older stuff is simpler. No, I in don't. Fact, I also don't. I also agree. Yeah, don't don't take that. I think it's really. Uh, there are different. Obviously, it's different, and there are different challenges with it. Um, and I, I, th I think that to to pick those notes 
for the for the older style is come you know you've got to pick the the absolute right nose and you know because one i i think especially right and this might be controversial but later styles of jazz when when i've played that when i've played with the later uh kind of style players you can get away with more you can get away with more uh (laughs) experimenting and more um you know, additional notes, shall yeah. we say. When you're playing hot club, right? Or at least this is the way I feel, right? Because these are just all my opinions, you know, no one has to agree with, with any of this. But I, f- I really feel that with hot club and gypsy jazz, you you are more restricted, yeah. um, but that makes it a more of a challenge. That makes it harder because you've got to play. You You play one wrong note that you're experimenting with, or okay, not wrong note, but you, you play a note that might uh, be a little bit off the beaten track, it's going to be very obvious and it's going to sound very out of place. And that, I think, makes it just as tricky. That's exactly... I'm not saying it's harder, I'm just saying it's, it's got its challenges, you know? I agree. And I think that, that that is it in a nutshell. It's like, well, like you said, as in... If you if it wasn't the case, then it would be like, well, if you learn Miles, then you can definitely learn, then you can definitely play like Louis. And it's like, that's just not true. Like once you've got your Miles Davis yeah. chops down, if you put someone on like Royal Garden Blues or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're just going to sound shit. Like they, they just are. And it, that like, unless they really, they've really gone for it and they care about that music, it, it, it's, it's just as tricky. I agree. It's just tricky. To be honest, I, you know, as someone who interviews lots of musicians uh, or has interviewed lots of musicians, it's like I, I basically speak to people on... It does sometimes feel like there's like two camps. You know, there's people who, who play old jazz and people who play like... Who play fully not old jazz, like play their own yeah. music and write their own stuff. And often there can sometimes feel like there's like this push and pull between the two like i no i'm right no yeah you, know, yeah, you yeah. got you know i'm right and for me i'm someone who really does actually love um i'm a massive fence sitter which is a which i wish i wasn't i wish i was a bit more like a i'm always being a fence sitter in a lot of things but but i, I, I agree i, I like agree. it all you know basically i like it all just because i don't play one of the things yeah. doesn't mean that I, and i and i think that like i think what you said there which is it's just as difficult as hits the nail on the head or they're both, you know, they're both basic. They're both just as valid. It's all just as yeah. valid. It's all just music, right? That's, that's essentially what I'm trying to say. I, I, I agree. Like there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no, um, you know, no, you're, you're right, I'm right, or you're yeah. wrong or whatever. Like that, I don't think there's any of that. It's just, it's all, it's all on, a, on, a, level, uh, on a level playing field, you know? Yeah, like, but I think when you study... You sometimes, and I think like the people around you might, it just doesn't feel like that, does it? You're basically just, you just get, the, the old stuff gets brushed out yeah. of the way and you're like, yeah, come on. Which is, which is a weird <laughs> way around of doing it. Yeah. Like, like you say, you know, you, you, you miss out on so much. Ha ha ha, I stopped the podcast. Now I'm going to tell you some stuff. So what you should do is you should, if you're enjoying this, which I hope you are, and I have mentioned it already, 
It's not the last time I'm going to mention it. If you're enjoying this podcast and you've been enjoying the episodes, please uh, become a patron because it really helps me out. It's a sort of pay-as-you-feel sort of thing. It's a sort of thing that like really worked, that really came up a lot in the in the um, in the pandemic, right? We were all doing a lot of like pay-as-you-feel things for the things that we were watching or all the music, we, yeah, all the music we were listening to, all the music we were watching, and you know, the, I guess Patreon became a real pandemic-y thing. So anyway, it's that's what it is. If you want to, uh, if you want to help me out as the podcast creator person. You just give me a small amount of money via Patreon every month. You get um, an extra episode every month. You get uh, videos of most of the episodes. You get a video of this one. Um, And uh, what else do you get? I guess that's sort of it. But you also get the feeling that you're supporting me as a content creator. And hopefully that makes you feel happy. I don't know if it does so. It might make you feel like you're being robbed because everyone else isn't, isn't paying for it. I don't know. Depends what you're like. For me, it would make me feel happy. I, I give to some people on Patreon. I give to a couple of podcasts. Why am I talking? Why am I telling you what I do? Rubbish. Terrible thing to do in the middle of your podcast. But um, what I'm trying to say is, if you want to do it, you should do it. It won't kill you, I promise. Um, oh, yeah, and also, it's the other pl- the other thing is, it's, like I've said, it's a place that you can get involved in my jazz violin practice club. It's a place that you can... Which is a place that you can practice along with me work on the things that I'm sort of working on at the moment uh, in my practice room here in South East London. Okay, back to the podcast. And, and one of the things for, for especially uh, what I've done with playing with as many different people as I can is I have found it so useful to, to play in as many styles as, as possible. Yeah. So if I if I couldn't if I couldn't join a traditional jazz band, New Orleans style, then it's a lot of work gone, you know. Yeah. And and a lot of fun gone because that stuff is so fun to play. Yeah. You know, I can pretend to be a clarinet player for you know, <laughs> hours and all this kind. Of, and I, I I do love it, and I. But like I say, you know, equally, if. Um, if you if you can't do a certain style, you are gonna lose experiences, you know, and work and gigs, and you're gonna. Isn't it nice to to play as many different styles and meet as many different musicians as possible, and and, and be able to do all that. Yeah. And and I think that's um, you know that goes back to start at the beginning. Yeah. So at least have a have a bit of an understanding of of. Uh, you know, the the basis of what you play. Yeah. Um, even if you prefer to play the latest stuff, that's cool. Even if you prefer to play avant-garde jazz, that's, that's fantastic. But don't just think that that's all, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to make it sound like uh, this is me telling people what to do. But no, no, I know what you mean. They're just my opinions where I certainly think that, yeah, even if you want to play a certain style, like I... I tend to stick to Hot Club and um, New Orleans kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But I have I have bits of uh, understanding of how the rest works. Yeah, you can tell that you do. That's uh, when I hear you play, for sure. That's I, I, that's, it's yeah. important. It's important to me, you know? Yeah. Um, it, I remember a, this, this chap, Bill, who I spoke about, Bill, a guitarist, and he said, um, 
he said, you should look at a few chords on the guitar. You know, yeah. you should look at how, and I was like, oh, why, why, I don't play the guitar. Why would I do that? And he said, because to have that understanding of at least how it works, you're not going to be a guitarist, but if you know how it works and you can do a little bit, then it will probably make you a better player because yeah. you'll then understand how and why they're doing certain things and how you can fit in to what they're doing a little bit better. It's true. I think it's, for me, that has been a, an amazing philosophy. Um, and although I can't really play guitar, I can strum a few chords. Um, yeah, I can't really play double bass. I can play a few notes. Yeah. But just that, just that little bit of knowledge creates better music. Yeah. I think. Yeah. From, from my point of view. There you go. I agree. I think we agree. Yeah. I don't think we're pretending to agree, are we? I agree with you. No. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Um, it's funny, a lot of the things you've said is like you kind of took the words out of my mouth, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I should have let you say it. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. But it just shows you like there's probably many, many violinists especially that, that feel this way, you know. Um, I think you're right. It's funny that you said that about violinists because we because we've got less people to listen to yeah. and, and we sort of, and it sort of tailed off after... Or it feels like jazz violin tailed off for a bit, didn't it? After like Grappelli, after yeah. the sort of the all the most famous sort of Grappelli stuff, Smith, uh, Joe Venuti, Eddie, uh, yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I said Eddie Lang. That's not true. Yeah, um, Eddie South. Yeah, but I think um, I think it's uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those things, isn't it? That people, sorry, I'm moving my camera. People don't. <laughs> um, they quite often think, oh, I've never never even thought violin could play jazz, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully they enjoy enjoy your gig. Yeah. That's quite nice to introduce yeah, that yeah. kind of thing to people. Yeah. Um, it, it's not the most obvious jazz instrument, is it? You know, when people think of jazz. No. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, the thing is, is the beauty of uh, of being a jazz violinist, I think is that there's so much left to discover. Yeah. It's if you think about it that way. You know, if you if you look at guitar, right? There are serious players who have discovered I I imagine almost everything possible. Yeah. You know, you only have to look at Borelli and and all yeah. those guys. I mean, it's unbelievable. Whereas in the violin world because there are less of us. Yeah. And uh I I think there's so much to discover and this is this goes back to what i was saying about you know the choice of notes even for the older jazz you know playing uh the the older style like i've i've heard some people say oh wow you know it's all being done you know louis played all the notes you know all this <laughs> and um i don't know i don't know if i agree i no, think i'm discovering things now because you can you can take um you can take bits from like I say, classical, yeah. right? So you can look at look at Paganini, right? You imagine if jazz violinists played like Paganini. Yeah. I don't think that's been done. Yeah. You know, I know. Um, uh, it was Eddie South. He he play, He used to record a couple of Paganini kind of pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, but essentially, if you can get around the violin, like in the in the way Paganini did. That's new, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I think, and that's like that's left to discover. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And there's more. To, there's more left to discover. There's loads, and and even even in that style of uh, you know, like you said, maybe the the earlier style, people think it's all being discovered, but I I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, look at Louis and then Winton. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that. You listen to Winton, and you're. I mean, I don't know if you're a Winton fan, but I'm a massive. Winton oh yeah, fan. of course. You man. listen to Winton, and you're like, I mean, I feel like I'm listening to Louis, but but with a load of different things, but I've still, I'm still feeling that, yeah, that, yeah. that same, that same feeling. And you it's still that it music, further. but yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. So you're, you're right. Yeah. And that's, that's quite, yeah. It's quite exciting about, about well, jazz I, violin. Yeah. And, and, and I think 99% of the time you kind of, you, you think, ah, oh, you know, the, the, that's it you know there, there can't be any any more notes and all this or there can't be any more licks and there can't be any more phrases you know and then 99% of the time you discover them on a gig yeah you know yeah, you totally, don't discover yeah. them in your practice you, you're at a gig and you play someone by accident maybe and you go well that that's that's great you know that I'll, and then that becomes something new um different shapes like I said I mean one of my uh one of my real not projects, but one of my real loves is to use as much of the, as the violin as possible. Mm. You know, in, in the same way that you've got Mozart and Paganini, yeah? Similar kind of sounding music. It's very sweet. It's very melodic. It's beautiful. Very different approaches. Yeah. And, and, and I get the feeling that Paganini, for, there's, a, the, there's the whole violin to use. Yeah. Here, we've we've got four strings, but we've got a big, you know. There's all there's so much, and and I just think he thought, well, I'm going to write music that includes every possible kind of different technique because it's new and it's not being done, yeah. and it's and it's hard. It's I mean, you know, it's incredible. I mean, we all know Paganini is crazy hard, but man you know he 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 took that sweet melody that melodic way like mozart did and took it to another level that yeah. people might not have realized there was another level yeah and that's kind of what i i like to think about with with jazz is i i like to think how can you take these these kind of like you say probably for want of a better word but the simpler style of jazz how can you take that um the the kind of the where, where you know there's not so many chords you know yeah. there's not so many accidentals and that kind of thing but how can you take that to another level yeah and that's that's for me uh, like a little bit of a, a, a like a project that's con ongoing yeah I want to use all of those uh, techniques that's cool so that's that sounds is that something that's like always in your head when you're playing or when yeah you're, if you're yeah definitely. At home? Um, yeah, it, I mean, I, I, I should really, uh, you know, practice more <laughs> for, for it, but this is the, this is the problem is like, it, it's a slow process because you, what I, you know, I, I, I'll get an idea and then try it at a gig and then if it works great, if it doesn't, I'll scrap it and start again. So it's, it's a slow process, but for me, yeah, I, I love, and again, you know, I've said this on my little five-minute fiddle things. I, for me, find it incredibly important to use the instrument as a whole, to use everything that's there. 
you know, like I, I keep going on about Paganini, but I, I do feel like he thought, well, there's so much you can yeah. do. There's harmonics. Well, you, you can double stop harmonics. I mean, what, yeah. you know, what, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's crazy. It's hard, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but that's the challenge, isn't it? It's yeah. To kind yeah. Of go, okay. Well, you, I, I just want to use the whole thing. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm uh, that much good at it, um, but I'm, I'm certainly trying. That's cool. You know, just to, just to bring maybe another, uh, you know, another level to it almost for, yeah. for, for what I like to do. Yeah. So it brings something new to it. But that's the fun part, right? It's the work in progress. It's so enjoyable yeah. to be constantly, you know, striving for something new. Yeah, well, exactly. And also, you know, like we said earlier, um, the, you know, something that you've practiced that works by yourself in your living room. Yeah. It, it might not work in front of people. Like, you know, like the amount of times I've gone, right, okay, cool. I've got this really cool A, a um, a seven arpeggio that I'm yeah. going to run right up to the top and it's yeah. great. I've prepared it. It's brilliant. I can do it. And then I can't do it when, <laughs> when it, when it comes to it and I freak yeah. out and I'm, you know, and then, and you're, then you're, you kind of lock up a little bit. And then, so yeah, there's definitely uh, and, and you know, the only way I found um, to get around that is you've just got to do it. You've, I mean, it's crazy. You've just got to bite the bullet and just go, you know what? This might sound shit, yeah. but I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> And, yeah. and then the more you do it, the better it gets, Yeah, you know, and then it becomes part of your playing, yeah. which is nice because then you've, you've brought your, you're playing up to another level, but you, yeah, I guess, uh, it's, it, it's sometimes we have to get things wrong to, uh, to get them right. There you go. That's, that sounds almost philosophy, doesn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Didn't expect that from me. No, no. You know, I was expecting, I was expecting that. <laughs> Um, I was going to talk about just briefly, like the yeah. you know. Can what, I, sorry, can I just do? I, I'll turn the camera away. I've just got to do my eyes. One minute. Do your eyes. Yeah. What does that I mean? Want to do it on camera. I, I, I stick a bit of that in him. Oh right. I've got um. Yeah. I, God, that'll be another conversation. I've got an, I've got a bit of an eye eye issue. Ah okay. Yeah, it's called keratoconus. If you want to look it up. Right. Um, there you go. Look but you don't want to see guys. me squirting that into my eyes, do you? <laughs> um, well, what was I going to say? Sorry, I, I, I threw you off there. No, no, it's with, all right. You've got to do your eyes, man. You've got to do your eyes. I was going to talk about uh, your, you you know, like your blah, blah, blah. What was I going to, what was I going to talk about? <laughs> it was going to be... Jazz violin. Ja what so do you think something about to do with jazz that. violin? No, I just, I, I guess I see you as quite a, uh, also quite sort of, not businessman, that's a ridiculous thing to say. You put on a lot of gigs, you do, a, you've got a lot of um, stuff going on in your area, you make things happen, yeah. that's what I, yeah. That's, that's yeah, what yeah. I do. That's, yeah. that's, and I was just very, I'm just very interested in, in people who do that. And also, you know, I, I look at the, the Midlands, this is two points, the Midlands, in, in in England, for anyone who isn't from England, which actually quite a lot of you aren't from England, the Midlands in England is right in the middle of the land, I guess, is where the it mid, is. The Midlands. In fact, I used to do a jazz night in the middle of the country. Did you? In where a place that? called Meriden. I think it's All called right. Meriden. And there's, there's, a, there's a pillar in <laughs> the, that marks the middle of yeah. England. There you go. And very that's proud to be comes. bang in the middle in Meriden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but nice, nice. the... Um, 
the Midlands I see is a, a great place for as for for jazz. You know, I live in London. I moved to London from the north of England, which is also great. But it, you know, yeah, London has a lot London's of upsides amazing. for musicians and a lot of upsides for jazz. There's lots of stuff going on. But I also look at the Midlands as, and I've spent a bit of time with in the, playing in the Midlands with people you know, like Remy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I see the Midlands as being like a great place for jazz. And it seems like you're sort of part of what makes that the case because you put on a lot of music around. around maybe you. maybe now, yeah. I mean, so from from that point of view, um, there are there are a few points to it. Um, I put on gigs, so I've got gigs, I guess. Yeah, I, but I, I, that's probably not the most important thing. Um, for, for me, I've always liked to bring jazz, or the jazz I like, to uh, places and people that would never have even seen jazz, would never have thought about going to jazz, to little places that people would never go to play jazz yeah and so that's it's almost like we we infect the area with jazz you know if you for want of a better phrase but but that's um certainly a, a passion thing for me is to you know like uh like i say you, you you bring people uh from london or people from manchester or even america or wherever to little tiny villages where they've never even heard of jazz, never mind jazz violin, you know. Um, and it also allows me to play with these amazing jazz musicians who maybe as a violin player, I would never get to play with. Yeah. Because we'd never cross, you know, like yeah. um, when, I, when I join uh, clarinet and trumpet and, uh, and different styles of jazz, you know, and... And, and, and so for definite, it allows me to book those guys and then they have to play with me. <laughs> um, they're forced to play with me. And, um, and quite 99% of the time, like, it's just loads and loads of fun. And uh, like I say, it's, it's something that perhaps I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to play with most of these people uh, you know, if if I hadn't have booked them, because maybe not just not not because they you know wouldn't be willing to, um, just because it would have never perhaps crossed some people's mind to go. Oh, you know what? I'd work with this bit of jazz violin. That that work. That's a good point. Um, you know, I, I guess a clarinet player isn't thinking. I need a jazz violin player. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, whereas now you know. So one of my uh, a, a real close friend Julian Stringle, who I mentioned, and and we play together quite a lot, you know, or, or at least we did before the lockdown, and it really works. But I, you know, without trying it out, you'll never know. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's really cool. So um, you know, I I hope the people that come and I hope they enjoy playing with me. Um, you know, I, I try and tone it down a little bit sometimes, but I, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still hyper. I'm 31. I'm still, uh, I'm still very hyper and energetic and I know not everyone, um, you know, likes the energetic kind of, uh, thing, you know, plenty of notes, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and also I'm finding my gauge of what's fast and slow is kind of disappearing. <laughs> right. It's, um, yeah, I, I, 
I've always found it easier to play fast. I think that's, I think that's what it is, what it boils down to. And so because I'm more comfortable playing faster, um, then, uh, you know, my, my gauge of what other people think is fast is... Yeah, that's is, funny. I'm, I'm losing that a little bit. It happens with like people who play the hot club thing, the Django thing. Like, I think we... Yeah, our mid-tempo is like... one, two, 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 yeah. two, Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, often... And it, it's that. Like, if you listen yeah. to... It's not even what Django did. It's like the stuff that happened after Django. Go to Samwa. Everyone's tempo is like... Get, 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 you call it Samwa yeah. tempo. Yeah. Oh, God. Man, I, I, I've only been Samwa once. Yeah. And, um, man, I, I loved it. It was, yeah. it was brilliant. And I remember... There's there's quite a lot of competition, right? You know, in terms of there's a lot of um, a lot of competitive natures. Yeah. And uh, and I remember when I, when I went when I was when I was 18. So yeah. God, I, I really should go back, shouldn't I? But um, yeah, when I I and I remember playing with these like guitarists, these amazing guitarists, and I was like, hey, can I can I jam with you, please? Yeah. You know, and I was I went up to like Jurgi Loeffler and uh, yeah. Andreas Oberg and all the you know. I was like, hey, can I play the violin with you, please, mate? A little, you know, chubby ginger kid going up to you with a violin. And they kind of looked at each other and went, okay, if you, if you can keep up. Yeah. And luckily, you know, like I said, I, I, find it, I find it more comfortable playing fast. So, I, you know, that's fine. Maybe if they'd have knocked out a ballad, I'd be screwed. Um, but um, yeah, so that was, I, I, I really enjoyed that for the fact that they like playing fast as well. Yeah, cool. I am uh, in awe of your do you know and and I want I'll say this I'll say this here is that I I I don't do it for any other reason than well a that's what I like yeah but b because I guess that's just what I'm used to I don't do it to be competitive you know like um like I was saying about somewhere I don't go right okay th this will show him you know yeah yeah I do it because um I think it. I think it feels good. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like those tempos, I like the way they feel. So I just kind of assume that other people like the the feeling as well. Yeah. Quite often, what I've realised over the years is that people don't like some of these tempos. <laughs> so, so what I tend to do at my um, my little night jazz nights is uh, I will generally pass the. Uh, the priority past the um the counting in and the the tempo setting on to the guests you know that's, i'll say you pick the tempo because then you're happy you know and i'm i'm happy to play whatever yeah. whatever tempo however i will also caveat this with saying i think it's incredibly important to be to be able to play in the whole range of tempos sure and and actually that's another thing that i'm um, really working on right. and working hard on is playing, m making a ballad beautiful. Yeah. You know, because I don't play many ballads. Right. Uh, as you probably know, I play up tempo and, and medium tempo and the odd few ballads. And it is true. What I think it was at Grappelli who said, you know, playing slow I mean, I'm just kind of probably bastardizing what he said here, but <laughs> playing slow essentially is uh, harder than playing fast. And from my point of view, like I, I, I agree because to make 
to pick those notes for a ballad, a beautiful ballad, is so hard to make. And, and also, one wrong note in a ballad, one out of tune, high note, it's, it sounds so shit, doesn't it? <laughs> That's my classic, to be honest, man. I, I, I find myself, I'll, like, I'll, I'll often start my ballad exactly how I want my solo on a ballad or my, how I'm interpreting the ballad exactly how I want to but I've always got this point in the middle where I'll where I'll fluff it I'll be like <laughs> you know everything's perfect for me I'm happy and then yeah. I'll be like you know maybe I will try and go up there because I'm hearing that right now <laughs> oh man you fluffed it yeah well th this is the this is the problem isn't it is the more you experiment the more chances of getting it wrong you know? yeah and I do it I do it all the time but you want to hear I, people I, experiment right I'll, I, that's what that's what I tell myself anyway yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. yeah I mean experimenting is good I, I guess it depends on the setting yeah totally, um, yeah um I mean I've, I'm a big believer in uh pleasing the audience uh -huh. as well you yeah. know as much as I've said you know experiment practice in you know live all of yeah. this kind of thing but there is a limit to that and i think from my point of view um it's more important that the the audience get nice music I agree, uh, yeah. and and music that's you know in tune and it sounds really good yeah. i'm a, i'm a, and for that i'm a big believer in it's you're better off playing something you know really well even if you're not experimenting to a huge amount, you know, you're better off playing something that you can do well yeah. rather than something that you are going for for the first time that might not be so good. Because yeah. from the audience point of view, they they will remember it, you know, maybe yeah. not being... so. That yeah. That's the way I feel about it. So yeah. I would rather give them, you know, a simple jazz standard, uh, you know, when when I say simple, I mean simple because you you know you it know really it, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know you're better off giving them. Um, I can't give you anything but love. Played really well. Played all over the amazing changes, rather than something like uh, I don't know, Ch even Cherokee or something that might go a little bit or <laughs> something you might fluff. You know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because because all, I, I, from I think from their point of view. And the times I've sat in an audience, it's better to go, wow, that's that sounded really cool. You know, that's yeah. how, that I, I enjoyed that, you know, from their point of view. And I'm a big believer in in, um, in pleasing them, sometimes at my own expense, you know. <laughs> but, that makes sense, man. Cool. Well, that's that's why we, we do it for them, don't we, really? Yeah. But then it, it depends on the setting. Um, I think... You know, there are definitely settings you can be more experimental. You know, if it's a bit more of a rowdy audience, you can get away with a few more, you know, off notes type of thing. You can risk it a little bit more. Or I think if, a little um, bit like you said as well, it's a, a, with a ballad, it's like probably best not to. I mean, you know, I'm sort of joking yeah. about my ballad and I, I, I do it sometimes. But, you know, that thing, it's like probably don't don't experiment on a ballad. Maybe just chill, you know, do your yeah, thing, Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say... Um, Depends how serious the gig is, I yeah. guess, doesn't it? You know, but yeah. but you know, there are times and places to experiment. Sure, definitely. 
you know and 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 that's good reasons for doing those you know those little gigs where yeah. you're you're in the back of a pub or whatever yeah. or you're at a jam session or whatever yeah. go for it because yeah. i think that they're good i think when people have paid a ticket yeah um to come and see you and your band you've got to do your thing give them give them the quality yeah. give them the quality you know yeah. um and quantity sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but i yeah i i don't know there's a, there's a time and place for for experimenting definitely i agree um you just gotta you've just gotta pick that time yeah hey what have you got coming up man we'll go round it up in a bit oh hey well good up? well the, the gigs are trickling in aren't they yeah at the moment um i don't know what it's like in london it's um, all right bits and bobs but yeah same sense. yeah so we, I, I i did a nice one last night in uh in derby um with uh, tom moore that nice. guy I mentioned, and um, Tom Kincaid, who you might have come across as a piano player, uh, like a Teddy Wilson style, yeah. Benny, you know, I, I love that kind of Benny Goodman yeah. style stuff, you know. So it was me, it was a little trio, that was really good fun. And uh, there was a lot of ideas going around. Um, it's nice, isn't it, to play with, with musicians who kind of, when you all think in the same kind of yeah. way and, and endings all are neat yeah. and all this kind of thing. So that was really cool. Um, and then I've got a really interesting one tomorrow night. And uh, and it's nice as well, because at the moment, venues are smaller, aren't they? So they've sold out. Um, so that's quite nice to, to play to real people. Yeah. Again, I mean, like I say, it's 50% capacitors at the moment. So yeah. hopefully soon we can have more people. But it's still nice to um, to, to get a room as full as possible at the moment. Um, and it's it's interesting because it's with a gentleman I've never played with before, um, a, vi a guy called Roger Beaujolais, um, on vibraphones. Sounds vibraphone. familiar name, yeah. but I guess everyone's name's familiar. Yeah, in this little world. Yeah, <laughs> he um yeah he's he's done some cool things actually. He's I think he's played on a few pop uh, records as well. You know, oh, so nice. he's, he's done he's done a bit of this bit of that, but he's an amazing vibes player. I do like uh, I do like the vibes. Yeah. And um, so this is in uh, Morton, uh, yeah. Morton in Marsh. It's another yeah. kind of little uh, market town um, where me and Paul Jeffries, who, who, who you know as well, yeah. and we, we put on this, this jazz night. And so with that one, it's always me and Paul and then one or two guests. And tomorrow, Jez Cook on guitar and, um, and Roger Beaujolais. And it'll be nice because he's, um, he's doing some of his own original songs Nice. And um, and then we're doing some standards as well, you know, thrown in. So it's a bit of a mixture. And uh, it again, you know, it's a style um, I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have played before. You know, that kind of. And this is a, this is another thing about you know putting on all these jazz nights is you you play all of these different styles because you get the musicians in and you play their style. They don't yeah. play my style. I, I make a conscious effort to. Um, most of the time they, they decide what we play. They decide, like I say, the tempos um, yeah. quite a lot, which, which is nice. But also they dictate the style because it's their style. And I try and fit in with that. And I really enjoy, I really enjoy trying to fit in. Yeah. You know, whether I do it successfully all the time, probably not. But I do like to try. And so tomorrow night, and this is one of the things with um, working with Paul Jeffries is because we do have very different tastes. Yeah. There is a crossover. There's a crossover at some point, but 
we kind of, he goes that way, I go that way. <laughs> um, when it comes to jazz, we meet there and then he, you know. Yeah. So it's nice because we'll kind of take it in turns to suggest musicians we want to play with and he gets to play with musicians he might not uh, play with normally. And then I get to play with musicians I wouldn't play with normally. And it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice because that's the, the whole point of this whole um sorry i've I've talked haven't i so much but you're here to talk uh, <laughs> but uh, i i can rub it on honestly um <laughs> but um yeah i think the whole point of what certainly for in my opinion why i want to do this is to have as much fun as possible and to like and musical fun as well yeah. not just like hey let's all get pissed and have fun yeah, yeah, like yeah. i mean fun in the musical sense yeah you know uh and, and that that to me is um Hopefully, I, th I think tomorrow night will be one of one of those kind of nights where it's not something I will have ever done. Yeah. You know, certainly a style I might not have ever played, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Another string to the bow, as they, they always the they like to <laughs> joke and say, don't they? That's a good one. It's a yeah. classic. Oh, I hear it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Yeah. And you go. <laughs> not heard that before or um or do, you, do you ever get oh you'll be good when you practice mate you know oh and yeah the <laughs> and you yeah. go wow that's that's a good one <laughs> thanks yeah, it's dad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny isn't it we we all we're all in the same boat here aren't we you know yeah all us jazz violinists we uh we probably feel in very similar ways and yeah. we probably have very similar experiences and exactly. we probably think no one else is, you know, we probably think, oh, you know, no, uh, you know, all the, these other jazz violinists, they don't, they don't uh, have these same experiences. Yeah. Really bad gig tonight. I bet no one else does that, you know, but everyone does. Don't they? Yeah. Thing. Every time, everyone. We're not alone. We're not alone. No. Hey, I'm so glad that we, uh, we got a chance to do this. You know, um, when I first started this, uh, this podcast up, which is, I don't know how long that is anymore. I don't know how long everything has been anymore. Maybe three years ago, maybe, actually, maybe it might be even four. I think I've been saying it's like two years for the last like three years, so I don't know. Anyway, when I started this up, I remember a friend, you know, we had a, we had a mutual friend, Steve Aston. Yes. Uh, sadly, he yeah. wasn't with us anymore. But I remember Steve being like, you got to get Ben Holder, mate. <laughs> and I remember being like, yes, you're right. I definitely do. And that's why, you know, I spoke to you so long ago. But I'm, oh, so, I'm so glad that um, I'm so glad that uh, that I did. I'm so glad that we. Oh, got do you know? Do, do you know? Um, Steve uh, Steve always used to say to me, he was like, "Oh, you you've got to check out Matt Holborn." That this is no, <laughs> no word of a lie. I'm, I'm not just saying this because of what you just said. But he was like, "Man, you got to check out Matt Holborn." Man, he's like, you know this this new violinist. I mean, this was probably what ten years ago. Yeah. Years ago. He was like, oh, it's this new new violinist on the I was like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? He, yeah. he was a good good bloke, Steve. Yeah, he it was, was. Uh, amazing. You know, he he basically ran the Brighton jazz uh, scene for a while, didn't he? He was yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Sad, sadly gone, sadly missed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Lo lovely guy, and was very mentioned you very fondly indeed. Yep. Yeah. Same to yourself. Oh, nice. I've one. heard all the stories. <laughs> Oh Christ! Yeah, we can't. We can't. <laughs> Have you heard the one about when we were in bed? You heard that one? I think so, but you could tell it if you want to. Oh, I can't. Can I? Uh, I don't remember if you can or can't. You know what? You probably can, and then you know this isn't live. We can get rid of it. I can just yeah, beep okay, out yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Get rid of it if you. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> there was one one um, night. Yeah, you can you can cut this if if it if you think. Yeah, I had to cut that one. I'm afraid. Sorry, guys. Uh, was that story all right? You you are you gonna leave that in? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna think. It's not about really it. jazz violin-y, is it? It's no. Not, <laughs> Try to think if it if it might make. It depends if I've got kids. I think do some kids do actually listen Ooh. to this. Oh yeah, yeah. Get rid, get rid. This cool. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I, I wish I, I wish I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm in two minds because yeah. I like. I, I think it's. it's in in my experience, if in doubt, get rid because there'll always be someone who will get pissed off. Yeah, it's true, and you don't want to be waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to tell it, but... I know, uh, I, yeah. I forced you, man. I forced it's, you. <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah, it's good funny memories. That's what we have, aren't they? That's what we have. All right, yeah, mate. <laughs> man, thanks so much for doing it. I better get going, but it's been great. An hour and a half we've done. That's pretty good. Bloody hell, that's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm, I'm off to meet Stuart Carter-Smith now. Say hello so, to Stuart Carter-Smith I will me. do, I will do. I, he's getting married, isn't he, soon? So yeah, yeah. I'll say hello from you, yeah. Please do. We'll do, All mate. right, mate. Hey, thanks so much for listening today, guys. You've been listening to me, Matt Holborn, and my guest, Ben Holder. Um, please check him out, all of his recordings and his gigs. If you're in the UK, uh, you should either come and see Ben or me, but maybe Ben. I think you should go see Ben. I would go see Ben. Um, I guess, I, obviously, I would go see Ben because I couldn't really go see me. Oh, God. Anyway... Hopefully you enjoyed that and hopefully everyone's doing okay. Hopefully life is returning to normal a little bit for you. I think for most of the world it is. It seems to be for most of the world that I can see on my screen. My screens. The many screens that I look at to see what's going on. Mainly my phone and my laptop. Blah, blah, blah. It's like I, it's like I do this on purpose, isn't it? But it isn't. It's just that once the... Once the episode's over, I'm elated that I've, you know, that it's been so great. And I feel relaxed enough to just talk at you. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, if you do join Patreon, you get an extra episode. I don't say that often. I don't say that enough. If you join Patreon, you get an extra episode, um, which is either just me on my own talking about music, or sometimes it's been other interviews with different people. Sometimes it's been reaction videos where I'm listening to like Stuff Smith and talking about what makes the solo exciting for me etc all that stuff there's loads of different stuff and I don't talk about it not very good at promoting things um, it's not my forte I just do stuff and uh, and forget to promote it it's like why am I still talking anyway nice to talk at you um, and I'll see you soon bye Thank mm-hmm. you.